Hey, this is Rich. This is Cass. This is Jacob. This is Luke. Yes, yeah, it's Jonathan. Salut, c'est Jonathan Mercier. Hey, this is Jonathan Mercier. Hey, this is Jonathan Mercier. Hey, this is Jonathan Mercier. Well, good morning and welcome to the Micropod. It is lovely to have you all with us for another day and we are excited about everything that today holds in store. Um, I have a special treat for you this morning. I am flying solo. Rich is doing a whole lot of work and I have the privilege of talking to a friend of mine, Jay Argett, who is our comms director at Hillsong Church. He has a global responsibility for everything from our conferences and brands through to what church looks like every Sunday. And over the last couple of weeks, he has been one of those departments in our church that's pivoted quickly and had to adjust to a very big changing reality of online church and what it looks like to be a communications director in that environment. So I'm going to jump right in. Good morning, Jay. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Are you really? <laughs> I am. I am. Maybe not three weeks ago, I wasn't doing so good, but I'm doing good now. I feel like we finally got a rhythm and some new processes. And um, I think anybody in the communication world right now understands the dynamic of this season and um, everyone's now doing online church ministry when some people have never done that before. So yeah, it's been a learning curve for sure. So talk to me about what has this change looked like for you? Well, I think, um, I think in, in my space, we're like the content creation. So, um, all of a sudden, uh, I guess in this season, everything that we've known about how to communicate to the church and how to, I guess, pastor the church or, um, you know, keep people involved and connected um, is now channeled through um, social media and digital aspects. And um, so more than ever, like all of a sudden, everything that we we have done has been now channeled through this area. And so our load has just been trying to be really smart about how we can, you know, still connect the church but um, not actually have people together um, and building that idea of a gathering. So I think that's, yeah, I think that's why it's been so big for this kind of space is because all of a sudden every ministry, every part of church is focused on content creation and we are the ones that create that. So so creatively, what's the season looked like for your team? Have the hours been longer? Has the work been different? Yeah, basically uh, – for me, our team is very dedicated and it's very project-based. So I think um, a lot of it hasn't changed in the sense that um, our team has always been focused on certain projects. It's 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 less nine to five. It's really kind of like carrying a project. So, for example, the guys are working with Joel on United for another in the fire. Like it's a project that's working with Joel and it's just moving around to get that project completed. So really for me, I've just been trying to um, check in. So for us, simply, we just do a Zoom call every morning at the start of the day and the end of the day. And just it's a, it's a moment just to check in. And to be honest, a lot of the time it's just connection because like some of these guys, you know, that like they're isolating, they, they're single or like, um, you know, like living with mates. And I just think it's really, it's really important just to keep connection in the season. And, and as creatives as well, like we, we flow better when we're, when we're connected 
And so just trying to keep that um, natural um, culture of like um, we're in this together, inspiration together, things like that. Yeah, right. One thing I love about you, Jay, is that I feel like you're really prophetic. You have an ear inclined to the Holy Spirit and you listen to what he's saying to the church. So do you want to tell me what's one example of how you've actually seen God go before us in this season? Like I think about the Hillsong Conference campaign for 2020. I wonder if you want to talk about that. I mean, I think um, one thing that I know that God has marked um, our team in this house, and, and it's on Hillsong, like it's on the house of Hillsong, but but I've seen through our team is um is that like we actually seek God. We don't just try to make things that look cool. We try to seek God on an idea or a concept and then create around that, um, whether that's something that Brian has given us or Bobby or whether it's like we're pitching an idea. And um, yeah, last year for Hillsong Conference, so in 2019 in July, we pitched um, with Brian and, and Brian came up with the final terms of like uh, idea of breathe again. And we, we created this campaign about breathe again. And the whole concept was this, this movement of the Holy spirit. And um, like, if you consider like um, doldrums, doldrums are like, there's like uh, a channels. Uh, what are they called? The wind. Um, what are they called? So when they used to navigate the earth before they had, like engines, they used to use the wind, the trade winds to get around the earth. Right. There were times where they would read the trade winds wrong and they would end up in a place called a doldrum. You've probably heard of the word a doldrum, but it's actual technical. Yeah, yeah, right. Boats have fallen off the trade winds and they're stuck. And basically they would be stuck there for weeks and it would be hot, it would be sticky, and they're waiting for the wind of God. And basically they have to be on watch. And the moment they see a, a, a slight movement on the water, that's when they have to like put out the sails a certain way and start to get a hold of the wind because without the wind, there's no power. And we had this real revelation of like the Holy Spirit is like there's people that are stuck in doldrums, whether it's in their ministries or churches, and we're desperate for that wind of God. And and that was kind of what came up with this idea of this whole idea of we're going to breathe again and we're waiting for the wind. But the crazy thing is, is we never thought about the fact that when we had the term breathe again, that, you know, two months after July 2019, there was bushfires in Australia where people were suffocating from smoke. And then once the fires stopped, there was this awful disease like COVID-19, which is attacking the respiratories of um, and the lungs of people and it's crazy sometimes because i even remember when we landed this campaign and when we launched it there wasn't like sometimes you people just connect with what we created straight away and like the year before there was such a connection to the choir and everyone just fell in love with it straight away and saw the prophetic nature but breathe again it's like people liked it but there wasn't a connection but it's just crazy to think now that in this season that we heard god and we were diligent and then now we're seeing this concept of breathe again. And more than ever, like that's what the world is desperate for, literally, but spiritually to breathe again and to gather again. And so, yeah, it's just been, it's just incredible when you seek God with everything for an idea and you just see it play out in front of you. It's just, it's remarkable. <laughs> And so when we get back together again, because we've postponed Hillsong Conference from 2020 to 2021, those words will resonate, right? Breathe Again will be what the church actually looks forward to. 
Yeah. I love it. Okay, so then for you personally, what's God speaking to you about Jay Argent in this season? Yeah, I mean, um, I think, um, I think, like I mentioned, like this this season is remarkable um, for our space. It's so it's so weighted, and so everyone everyone needs us. Everyone's eyes are on us, and I think, as always, like those seasons when you don't create self care and have space, you can get really anxious. And um, I think I I I went too hard for a few weeks and I was starting to feel like that remnants of like anxiousness and stress rising up, which everyone can relate to that feeling of yeah, yeah. like it's getting too much. And, you know, I, I would just kept crying out to God for a few, like I go on morning walks. I'll just cry out to God, like, God, I don't want to go into a stressful space, but I don't know how to do this. And, um, I, I, I was reading, um, Psalms 4211, which is like, David and he's crying out, why, why my soul are you downcast? Why am I so disturbed within me? But I, I got a new revelation of that idea of, yeah, I, yeah, I praise him. And I've been listening to our um, Maverick city, which are incredible. And there's a song about the promise song and like praising him. And, um, I, I, I had a real moment where I was asking God, like I was constantly going, God, fix this. God, I need help here. I need this, this, this. And I just, got a real revelation. I'm not praising him. And so I started to turn my, 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 like, instead of asking for blessings, I would bless him. And inside of for asking for the solution, I would honor him. And it's crazy when I just flipped my perspective and I just started going, no, nah, I'm just going to praise you that like, it's like the wellspring of, of life started to rise up in me again. And, um, I started reading around Psalm 42, 11 and, I read this quote, which is so beautiful. I, I brought it today because I thought maybe it would come up, but it, it just says hope. Hope is like the sun, which as we journey towards it, it casts the shadow of our burdens behind us. And I just, it's by um, Samuel Smiles. But the crazy thing about Samuel Smiles is he um, he actually had a stroke and he um, taught himself to read and write again and then spent a decade writing some of the most remarkable like self-help books in the 1800s. But he, I mean, if there's anyone that's downcast to lose your ability to read and write, he taught himself again. And it just reminds me of that picture of sunflowers. Like, you know, I think sometimes we just need to remember to turn back to the sun as in like when there's shadows and there's darkness, like sunflowers are remarkable because they follow the sun. And then at night they turn back because they know where the sun comes from. And I think I just really have had that moment in this season where I was quite downcast and I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I getting stressed? Like looking at all, all the parameters. But when I started to praise again, I started to see the sunlight. It was like almost like the sun was rising again. And I'd just been encouraged to keep praising no matter what. And I know sometimes that's such a hard thing for people when you're in the most anxious of seasons or biggest of challenges, but it's just, I just challenge you just speak, spend five minutes, just glorifying God. And it's crazy what the Holy spirit starts to rise up strength inside of you. So. I love that. Um, I've been speaking to a large range of like graphic designers and photographers and creatives who work in the comms industry. 
and they've all talked about how they're working 24-7, they don't know how to differentiate between home and work, um, they don't actually know where to get the creativity from at this point in time. Are there some disciplines or some routines or rhythms that you have put into your life in this season to help to create some balance? Yeah, for sure. I think um, I think self-care is so crucial. When you're creative, you're inclined to feel. And I think regardless of what your work season's like right now, you feel, whether you realize it or not, the tone of society and you're picking it up. Right. You have to self-care. And um, that is the thing that I think we always least prioritize. So for me personally, I believe routine is like one of the most greatest gifts. Um, I think one of the reasons I got a bit washed around the first few weeks is because my normal routine was taken away. Like I would go to the gym, jump in the ocean, things like that, that were good for me. I lost them. So I had to discover a new routine. So for me, like I go for a walk in the morning and then as soon as work's finished, I go for a run, sometimes a long run, sometimes just around the block. Because I feel like when you can do routine, that's really helpful. And I also think discipline, like I think um, more than ever, as a lot of people would relate, it's like any moment you can be approached, work-related or questions-related. And the problem is that's never going to change. Like as much as you might want people you work with or different team members to not do that, it's probably not going to change. So it's actually on you. And so I've learned... Like, actually, it's okay to, you know, 6 p.m. or whatever time you finish to put down your phone and not enter emails. Like, it's actually okay to do that. You, you actually right. are empowered, I believe, to have a moment to breathe. And I think sometimes we, we action, like, really quick. Like, we see an email and then we're in work mode again and we're doing it. And you actually have to learn to have Sabbath and moments where you can just – put it away. Like it's, it's actually a hard habit sometimes when you've been used to it, but you just need to put the phone away for a second and whatever it is, having, right. giving someone a phone call or something. I, I just, I've noticed that that's been really helpful. So. I love that. Okay. And finally, what's one of the joys in this season? Something that was an unexpected joy or a silver lining or something that has taken you by surprise? Um, to be honest, I've fallen in love with cooking. Yeah. Like obviously not being able to eat out so much, like all of a sudden, like every meal is cooked at home. Um, and yeah, it's just been fun. Like I think, um, I think what's been cool about it is like, I've just all of a sudden got a revelation of the creative nature of it and how, like I've always worked on more aesthetics mostly, um, like video and visuals, but to make something that tastes amazing and like, it's just been fun to play around with that. And so it's kind of been a little hobby in this moment to like get really good at cooking. And I actually really love it, to be honest. It's been really <laughs> good for my soul. Because no one I love that. as well. Like when you work in our space, someone's always approving things. If, you know, you get to make a meal. It's on you if you like it or not. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's no one's going <laughs> to tell you. Well, maybe your wife right. will tell you it's bad, but still, you know. But your wife is just grateful because she's studying full-time at the moment, right? <laughs> so it leaves you to the kitchen. Yeah. Hey, I'm wondering if you would just pray for designers and creatives who are listening this morning and who find themselves in those overwhelming spaces as we conclude. Is that okay? Thank you. 
Look, God, we just, um, yeah, look, we just thank you for the gift of creativity and especially now with designers and videographers and um, the people in this space that is creative content and storytelling. Look, God, we just pray for peace, Lord. Um, Lord, we just pray for wisdom, how to um, just build routine and um, strategy and how to do life well. And Lord, God, we just pray that um, end of the day that um, – that Jesus, that that we will remember that this is actually for you, Lord. We're creating signposts to point people to you. That we're not just doing business or an organization or or just making art that's cool. We're actually doing it to point people to you. And so, Lord God, I just pray that revelation will be um, first and foremost in everybody that's creating right now. And we just pray for peace. We pray for wisdom. And God, we just pray that your Holy Spirit will speak to them. Give them ideas, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Jay, and thanks for listening, everybody. We hope this has been encouraging for you. And we will look forward to seeing you back here same time tomorrow. See ya. Well, welcome to this week's edition of Birthdays with Brad. As surely as the sun will rise, BWB is here to bring birthday cheer to your Thursday. You know, everything great in life can be related to a unicycle's wheel, and birthdays are no different. You only get one, but one is all you really need for a great time. (laughs) Well, we've got some birthdays this week, so we're celebrating with Adrian Westbrook, all the way from Norway. Happy birthday, Adrian. Pedro Ivo, Adran Tagni, Eleanor Ronberg, Damien de Alameda, Rudy Osterban, Rudy Osterban, You've got a great name, Rudy. Sil Bomvana, Kai Lucas, Israel Wood from Buenos Aires, Carlos Carranza, Timothy Wiranto, Alejandro Lopez Rangel. Happy birthday, Alejandro. Matias Ubulu, Frankie Dutuit, Dutuit. I'm sorry, I don't know how to say your surname. Uh, Dutuit, what did you do to it? Dutuit, Dutuit. Rachel Willie, happy birthday, Rachel. Naxalo Ndana, Charlie Timo, Taya Gokroger, Cheryl Prosek, Oriana Ferreira, happy birthday. I'm going to invite some little birthday helpers in for this one. This is the happy birthday song brought to you by the Von Brad Family Singers. One, two, one, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. That's it for today. We'd love to see you right back here on the Micropod tomorrow.